Tea Breakers, and welcome to the not quite 40th episode of Project Studio Tea Break. Now, to be honest, I'm almost amazed that this has not happened before now, but we have managed for the entirety of the month of July not to be able to find a time when John and I can record together. So we end up at the beginning of August with absolutely no episode to show for it. So what I've done is I've grabbed a Q&A that was sitting on the cutting room floor from a couple of episodes ago, as a bit of a stopgap for you today, and I'm hoping that John and I can get together in the coming week and record a proper episode for you that I can edit together and get to you within a few days after that. So in the meantime, sit back and relax to another choice Q&A, and take comfort in the knowledge that, because John and I have been so busy, we'll doubtless have stocked the facepalm buffers for you for future episodes. This month's Q&A comes to us from listener Ralph Davidson. Hey. And he asks us a short, sweet question. I think it is a sweet question. Oh, It is. (laughs) So I remember it. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Do you have any studio superstitions? Mm. In other words, things you do in the studio that you can't really rationally justify in terms of actual functionality or... I mean, you know, that's basically the definition of superstition. Can we include continuing to make music? <laughs> it's very difficult for me to say why in any rational sense. Yeah. You know, 12 years on, I'm still kind of plugging away. Yeah, yeah. But beyond um, the existential questions. Right, okay, cool. I needed to, where, are we, where are we pitching this? I mean, for example, one that immediately sprang to mind for me mm. was that I can't go to a version number on a file name mm. that has 13 in it without thinking about that. <laughs> And it's weird because it may just be because I notice it that this happens. Mm. But in a lot of situations, particularly when editing video, Mm. I seem to end up with my final version on version 13. And I think to myself, you know, should I save another version before bouncing this out and save it to 14? But increasingly, because it's happened so often and I've done so many things without things going disastrously wrong, Mm. I almost have almost a reverse superstition So you're now now hoping to finish on version 13? Where if I end on 13, it's kind of a validation. Yes, I must be done. I've reached version 13. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. So now you're kind of pulled towards wrapping up projects. Yeah, it's a weird one. At around 13. Hmm. I mean, it's similar. I mean, there's other superstitions. Like when I name track, Mm. I have a way I name tracks that uses internal capitals and underscores. Right. And if I miss one of those internal capitals, it doesn't mean anything that I miss the internal capitals. I go back and correct it. And the thing is, it's so ingrained now (laughs) that I know this makes no sense. And I'm doing a live stream or I've got someone in the studio being trained or something and I'll name a track and I'll get it wrong. And I can't stop myself no. from going back and Go back it. and redo. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, you could... I have this exact same one in, in my own way of kind of labelling tracks. If you're teaching someone, you're doing a live stream, I feel like there is some rationale here. But even if it's something that only I will ever see, even if it's a disposable project that mm. I know I'm going to be rendering from in, yeah. in 20 minutes and never need to look at again, yeah. Yeah. everything needs a name. <laughs> if... You know, I, I thought there was going to be one vocal, so I called it Vox, and then, then t- needed to be three, so I put it in a folder, so that yep. it'll be processed the same. <clears throat> and the folder's called Vox, and one of the tracks inside the folder's called Vox. Totally unacceptable. <laughs> Completely unlivable. Yep, yep. Um, so that, that's going to mm. need fixing. Mm. Does it make your flesh crawl when you see someone navigating a project that has the tracks coloured differently than yours? <laughs> you know it, when the drums are a different colour than you would have th- th- than I would have drums yes 
I mean, I know he doesn't do it as much to me, but I have had people comment on some of my videos. Drums yellow? What kind of monster are you? And that kind of thing. Oh yeah, honestly, I mean, this this kind of wanders towards the rational, but just seeing anyone with a with a messy now, I am not a tidy person. <laughs> anyone who's had to spend any time around me will yeah will vouch for, but seeing a messy project file is really really hard for me. <laughs> Even if maybe this is just this person's system. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, I guess I have had so many unpleasant situations where I've, I, you know, I've reached 60 tracks. Yeah. And then I need to figure out where a sound's coming from. And I haven't folded effectively. Mm. Or I've just, oh, that infinitely tempting shortcut where I've got, I don't know, a dulcimer line. Yeah. And then I just want this one note of vocal performance to have all the effects that the dulcimer's got on it. Mm -hmm. Now I could copy it. Mm-hmm. Or I could just drag one bit of vocal yeah. into the dulcimer. And I normally, well, I used to drag. And then, obviously, when I want to edit this down the line, mm -hmm. I'm hunting through all my vocal folders mm -hmm. and I can't mm -hmm. find it. And so, I mean, now that I have got a slightly more powerful computer, I've very, very much got it to find <laughs> And then the thing is, track. when you did it before, yeah. it would be sat there on that track. And the moment you put it there, it would be this kind of bit of grit in the shell, wouldn't yes. it? Yes. And no matter how good the project turned out, no matter how far you got, yeah. there'd be that, uh, there'd be that little inkling. Honestly, yeah, even if it's not a problem, it's a, mm. it's a problem. Mm. Well, I mean, this is where it's superstition for me. Okay, yeah. So where functionally it makes no difference. Functionally it's completely And fine. you still do it religiously. Well, another one that, that gives me um, the creeps is when I put, or I see anyone else put, an audio region on a send track. Right. Right, just to get everything at 100% and nothing dry. It's fine, it's a yeah. legit way of doing yeah. it. yeah. But no, I don't like it. Those, those have to be empty channels yes. for me. Yes. For some reason, it is important. That is completely a superstition of mine. Do you, yeah. when you have something recorded, right, and you know, you, you record things in, in chunks, mm. and then maybe you consolidate, mm -hmm. say, a few little phrase samples that are track, you consolidate it, and then maybe you import it into another project, you reuse it, mm. and you split up that project, mm. and you know that between those bits of audio, is nothing but absolute digital black. Do you still trim and fade the yes, regions? absolutely I do. Oh my God, I do. It doesn't matter if I, if I glued this together uh, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. You know, and I, as you said, I know that there, there is not a wobble yes. on there, that it is definitionally silent. Yeah. I, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there is a visual navigational element to it. You want to see where the things are. What the but actual this, this shows are. waveforms. I mean, it's a pretty... <laughs> the excuse is pretty thin. It's pretty weak, isn't it? Mm. Yep. And I mean, along a similar line, I've often thought in recent years that basically dither is a superstition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you ask yourself, honestly, when you've dithered something, mm. have you ever heard a difference because of that dither? Have you compared a file that hasn't been dithered to say, a file that's been dithered? In that way, no. Like, when I know that I'm doing it, mm. I can convince myself I can hear a yeah. difference. And then, you know, we'll occasionally notice that I wasn't actually swapping between tracks. <laughs> it's like the classic, mm -hmm. the classic and, 101 um, engineering mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle processing 101, yeah. like, make yeah. sure you're yeah. at least yeah. swapping between. But no, I've never, I've never given myself a blind taste test. I don't think I'd dare. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, and I, I think I have done it, and I think I did come away with the conclusion that, well, I can't know the difference, but everyone seems so worked up about it. I think I kind of should. I <laughs> should. I mean, so I, I do, I pay lip service to dither in a way that feels like, no, this isn't rational. It yep. really makes no difference at all to the way it sounds. Yep. 
speaking of things that make no difference to how it sounds, I have a, I have a pro studio tip okay, for, right. for everyone here, <laughs> um, which is that if you're working on a chunk of audio which has become, by necessity, a bit Frankensteinic, it's very chopped, you know, there's yeah. some pitch changes, mm. there's some crossfades, mm. um, some rate changes, and it's just sounding a bit chopped together, you can instantly massively improve the sound of that by rendering it to an unbroken region. <laughs> <laughs> and when you can't see all those reds and blues and, and the faders and stuff... the little boundaries and everything. Yeah, yeah. it just... It just <laughs> I just kind of accept it as <laughs> sounding so much better. And I don't know if the lie that I'm telling myself is from the unbroken audio or yeah. the lie that I'm telling myself is from seeing all the edits and choosing yeah. to hear something yeah, there. Yeah. But one way or the other, it settles me down and it saves me time <laughs> to just be like, yeah, look at it. That's fine audio. That's un untouched now, audio. Now, there was one whole family of things mm. in mixing terms that I had begun to think might just be superstition. And oh, I was yeah. getting really worried about it. And, and in more recent years, I've been actually testing myself on this to be absolutely sure. Ooh, interesting. The thing is, whenever you do parallel compression, or you add in subtle synth effects, like the synth churn thing example oh, yeah. we did, or if you add in subtle effects, mm. it's not just that it changes the sound, because it also makes it a bit louder. And almost no one, when they apply one of these processes, you know, particularly parallel compression, or parallel saturation is another one. Right, does a loudness compensation. Does actually a loudness match. Yeah. And on a number of occasions, I felt, you know, am I just hearing the loudness change here? And yeah. when you take the loudness thing out of it, it's a lot more subtle, usually, than mm. you think it is mm -hmm. when you add it in and think, oh, yeah, that's adding something. really. But it actually is mostly loudness bias. Yes. And yeah, it, so so for a while I began to think that the parallel processing, the parallel compression thing was really just superstition and that I could right. just put a compressor on it or turn it up a or bit. Or make it, yeah. Turn and there has been a little bit of a lesson like that for me. It's like, well, if it's not making a big difference, it's probably not making any difference at all. <laughs> I, made, I made a real enemy in a studio. I was sitting in on a mixing session for a friend's piece mm. and the engineer kept adding effects and saying, yeah. hey, you know, do you like this more? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yes, every time. And every single time I said, yeah, but it's a bit louder. Can you, can you drop it down a bit and drop it down and drop it down? Even quieter, it's still louder yes. on the other one. And God, the looks I got. He really didn't want you to do it. <laughs> really didn't want no, to no, do no, it. No, 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 no. And you know, this was not a bad engineer. That their, no. their things were good, but they were just much less good than they sounded. Yes. When and when it's just because of course you want it loud and yeah. present and detailed. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually, yeah. thinking about it, there's a great new plugin that's come out. Oh yeah. For this. I mean, it's not a new plugin. It's, it's been around for a while, but they've just released a new version. Okay. That's really good for this. It's called Perception AB from a company called Meter Plugs. Oh, I should note that. And it has two instances, or rather, you you just put an instance in. Mm. Um, you have a pre-instance and a post-instance. And you can put it at the beginning and end of any plugin chain, mm. and the post instance will loudness match the pre level with the post level. Oh wow! And you can bypass the whole chain in between the two plugins from the post instance. Okay. Loudness matched. And the great thing about it is that because it's not an in a one plugin, mm. you could have a parallel processing thing, right? So you could have your your dry channel. You stick the pre on the dry channel, then you have your parallel saturation channel. Mm. You group them to a bus yeah. and stick the post plugin on the bus. 
And you can compare loudness <laughs> matched between the completely dry, completely dry, dry signal and the processed, parallel processed version, which mm. is something there's no other way to do unless you duplicated that whole setup and had one where you where you and the then manually, manually loudness match between the two. And it's just it's such a great That's... reality check, <laughs> slightly frightening degree of reality check. Yes, it's. I mean, it's it's kind of like someone offering to do a um a forensic analysis of the contents of your keyboard that you've had yes. for six years. Like, <laughs> More this is powerful than technology. Do I do I want it? Do I want to know? <laughs> <laughs> Swabbing your mobile phone receiver. Yes. Yeah, it's like is, is all knowledge good knowledge? Sort of question. <laughs> well, we've already categorically answered that question earlier yeah, in the I podcast. <laughs> So that's all for now. If you cannot wait another moment for more Project Studio Tea Break goodness, do head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash projectstudioteabreak, where there is more than 12 hours of extra bonus content of me and John making fools of ourselves. Hopefully a new episode will be along within about a week or so. So until then, ta pets! Pets! <laughs>